his first run and a good one. Williams outside, 15, keeps his feet, and Williams finds the end zone, and he is in for a touchdown. On second down, here's a toss. Here is Lucas. Jalen Lucas, that great speed, keeps his feet inside the 30. Lucas, 10, 5, touchdown, Indiana. It's Henderson cutting back and finding the end zone, touchdown, Welcome to the OEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. We are here with our um, technically disadvantaged uh, co-host, Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. I'm going to apologize ahead of time for any sort of audio problems but we should be all right brandon's going super old school iphone and airpods what's up brando yeah so uh for those that are in sales i guess not exclusive to sales uh friday was a long day uh end of the month or end of the week end of the month end of the quarter so i was at work extra late on friday um so guess what i did just didn't bring my computer home Totally forgot that I, we were going to podcast Sunday night, so I got no computer, and I wasn't driving from Fishers all the way to downtown Indianapolis, so apologize ahead of time. Friday was a long day. Saturday was a long day. I'm a Steelers fan, so today was a long day. Um, it's been a rough 72 hours. Yeah. Uh, we had to get the pod done. Usually on some weekends like that, we will wait till uh, Monday night to make sure Seth is available and everybody's kind of fresh and, you know, not super upset about the game or anything that may have happened during the game. Um, speaking of Seth, he's not here. Block him on Twitter. It's at Tate's say top five, S E T A H five. Uh, but as, uh, as untraditional as Brandon's recording devices may be for today, uh, today's episode is going to be very untraditional. Very off the cuff. Very throw the script out. Um, throw the script out. Yeah, script. yeah, a little bit. I'm so we're, yeah, we're not talking about the game very much today, guys and girls. Um, we all knew what was happening. Brandon came over. We watched the game together. Uh, what would have been usually a swear fest. Um, kids had a and blast. A, kids had an absolute. Yeah, blast. kids had a good time. Kids had a good time, and a uh, like a silent, somber sad depressing area to be in um for four hours it was only like that for like two and a half hours until we realized that like what we were watching saturday was kind of what we not necessarily that what we had predicted we had predicted a loss uh which we never want to do and never want to watch a loss even if we had predicted it but we had an underlying feeling that this may have been the end of an era uh, Did that happen at halftime in or, or into the third? Was, I think I, it was end of the blip. first, bro. I think it was end of the first quarter. Well, we we were like, you know what? Over then. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if I think it was a positive spin. I, I, not yet. I'll no. give you the credit. I'll give you the credit because I don't remember if it was it was either it, probably from you, but I I think you were just like, what fell fired? Like twenty eight three. That's what I remember. Horrifically bad. Yeah, he just gets Walt Bell fired, and I was just like, "Yeah, if, they, if that happens, this loss is worth it." Like that's that's hard yeah. to even fathom because I can't think of a worse loss. Like you maybe have to go back to the Rutgers game 
But that was just heartbreaking. It necessarily wasn't like a bad game. It was just a heartbreaking loss. This is the worst like a loss complete since, domination. Yeah. Since the eighty four yeah. point game a decade ago. Like Yeah. I'm trying to think of like a really bad, like dominating, like came out. I mean, okay. We we're not excusing defense. We're we're not gonna do any stock up, stock down, probably. We're not gonna do any of that stuff. We're not gonna really blame. We're not gonna excuse the defense necessarily, but I mean, you ran into a buzzsaw of an offense that game planned around the first couple drives, which were perfect great game plans, but still had the ball in perfect position to start your first drive. You end up with three points due to terrible play calling. Um, you know, they go down and score again. You have to bounce back at that point. Game's still wide open. 14-3. Everybody's seen 14-3 before. You can't do what you did. And then you can't do what you did again. And then you can't do what you did again. And then I think it was 28-3, to Brandon, when it clicked. And I was like, you know what? If this means this, I'm good. I'll take it. You know, because it doesn't matter if you lose by one or if you lose by 30, it's a loss. It's crazy so, to say it's, it's, it's October now. Crazy to say this in September. It may have saved the season. If this it may did have. not happen going into the bye, it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't happening yeah. in week six. It wasn't happening in week eight. It wasn't happening in week 10. If it was going to happen, it was going to happen going into the bye. It was going to happen before the season got away. It had to happen now. Will it save the season? I'm not. I'm not ready to go there. Not ready to go there. Could it save the season? Yes. Yes, it could. Yeah. If Walt Bell stayed on, it's a lost season. The season. The season is done, and our conversation we're having right now is completely different. Um, yeah. No need to have that. No need to have that hypothetical conversation. Because the CEO of the company, the head coach of the program, made the right decision. I'm not going to do snaps and claps because it, it really wasn't a choice. He had to do it. But I'm not seeing that anywhere on Twitter, on Peegs, on Facebook. No one's actually saying, like, did what he had to do. Let's at least say that. Is that fair? Yeah. It's fair. It's fair. So... Here's what I said. It, so I, if he doesn't do it, Michael, it's bad. You're getting out. There. You're getting out there. We're we're yeah. having we're having a different conversation Pitch right forks. now. You and I. Pitchforks, man. <clears throat> um. Here's what I said earlier in a conversation with a, a brother of mine was, um, where was it? Basically, the new thing people are complaining about right now is that apparently Crimson Quarry is trying to you know, rustle some feathers and make sure that everybody understands that Rod Carey is in a permanent offensive coordinator role, not in an interim offensive coordinator role, which I replied saying, okay, if it's permanent, it's permanent. It is what it is. It's not Walt Bell. It could be a contract thing. It could be a contractual wording where it's like, Hey, we're not going to put you into this permanent role. So just so you know, into the season, if your performance is bad, we're not going to keep you there. So I almost fired off it happened during the Steelers game, um, which was already just the absolute another another offensive coordinator should get fired tomorrow. Um, <laughs> who cares if it's permanent, not permanent? It's October. Yeah. So into week six, we're two and three. Like. 
Who cares about titles? Two things had to happen. Walt Bell had to get fired, right? And someone had to be named. And like you said, as long as it's not Walt Bell. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, was, I was privy to Coach Bob. Coach Bob has been here for less than a year. Rod Carey's been here for, this is his third season. He's been here for two full seasons already. Because he yeah. came in 2021. So he's had 2021, 2022. Now this is his third season. Anthony Tucker, just here. Bob, Rod Carey, not only the only one that made sense, but he made the most sense. You weren't pulling someone off the streets. That doesn't happen. That, yeah. that, that does not happen. Rod Carey, in a vacuum, was the only choice. Yeah. So there's a there's a, a good quote that'll kind of that kind of sum that up is from from Coach Allen today. Rod brings a wealth of experience and success along with familiarity of our personnel. Familiar familiarity. I said it perfect the first time. <laughs> with our personnel. Like that is huge. You have to know the locker room. The locker room has to know you. You have to know what what these receivers are really good at. You have to know you don't have two months. You've got roughly ten days. You've got to go. You got to set everything up and go. What was the theme? Early Brando's Randos. Even though we're probably not doing that segment. Early Brando's Randos. What was the theme of Walt Bell's more or less strategy? I don't know. He wasn't playing to his personnel. He was playing to how he wanted to play. He oh, was. He you found one. I couldn't can, find. I, I didn't know he had one. He continued to put a round peg in a square hole. That was Walt Bell. He believed in his system so much. That's why you constantly heard execution. That's why you constantly heard throwing players under the bus. Because he and I'm putting words in his mouth. I don't know if he thinks this. I've never talked to the guy. I have no interest in ever talking to the guy. I hope I never see the guy ever again. So I am putting words into his mouth. But he continued to run what he wanted to run instead of playing to your personnel. When I read or yeah, read that quote from Tom Allen, like, thank you. Take the players you have and put them in the best position to succeed with what they're good at. And you know what that isn't? Taven on a triple option on fourth and one. Jalen between the tackles half a dozen times. Running the same play call two, three times in a row. That's not putting your players in position to succeed, and it's not knowing your personnel at all. So at, at the very least, if Rod Carey understands his team and understands his personnel, that is a massive upgrade from Walt Bell. Yeah. I'm just sitting here thinking about running the same plays over and over again, and it, it brought back flashbacks of uh, what we did with Soresby on the fourth and one and running an actual legit quarterback sneak and picking it up and then going back and thinking just uh, in different scenarios. Louisville and two against Akron at the one-yard line, and you walk away from those three possessions, those three specific possessions with three points instead of 18 additional points that would have won one of the games very easily 
And who knows what that does in that Louisville game at 21-21 when IU was oh, no, you were going full control. Yeah, they were going to go for two. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Even if they score there and they go for two, guess what? Well, I mean, you're, I, it, it doesn't matter. Even at that point, there's five minutes left, I think, left in that game. Right. At that point, it's a one-point game. You're not down seven. Whatever. Those three plays right there should have got him fired. They may have gotten him fired. I don't know. And then just, you know, Saturday was icing on the cake. But um, here's my little rant here real quick, and then we can kind of talk a little bit about Rod Carey if people aren't familiar. We did talk about him last year a little bit when he was promoted to offensive line coach. But my my, my thing is this. Job. He did a great job. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Yeah. For Hiller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody wanted Tom Allen to do something, to do something, to do something. And it's like, there wasn't a right time until right now. And first off, we are blessed to have the bye week at this point in the season and not at the end of this month, because if not, we're probably waiting another three weeks before any of this happens. And by then the season is probably kaput. It's done. I'm not saying Rod Carey is going to come in and be gangbusters and beat Michigan and turn the entire program around. There is so much talent on this offense, like individual talented players. Like you saw what Macaulay could do. You saw Omar Cooper make an appearance again in a big 10 game. You saw, um, you know what Jalen Lucas can do. You saw what Christian Turner can do. We didn't have cam camper. We don't have EJ Williams. We don't have Josh Henderson. We don't have, um, who we all should have when we play Michigan. I don't know perfect. about EJ. I don't know about EJ. We don't have Bradley Archer. Who is that his name? Bradley? Bradley Archer? Yeah. Who's been who's been a revelation at the tight end position this year? Um EJ Williams. I'm I'm thinking it's a broke hand, dude, against Indiana Absolutely. State. I don't know if they've ever come out and said anything. Did they? Mm-mm. He's a huge yawn right when I asked him. Um I think he broke his hand. If you guys want to you guys want to double check that on me, you can. It was a, his only catch against Indiana State early on. He gets slammed right with a helmet, right between the ball, his hands between the ball and a helmet. And he gets up, tries to play, like tries to flex his hand, immediately grabs his hand, runs off the field. I think he broke his hand. And you can't, you're not going to be very good at that position without one of your hands. Just throwing that out there. Uh, but either way, there's a ton of talent there. Can he make it work? He's got to be better than what we had, man. He's just like he's got to be better than what we had, and that's all I can. I read, I can I read really a say. I read a pretty funny comment that I said to you in in pregame that I have to run. I have to say, I mean, really, I I, I just think fans want to not see three things. They want to not see the triple option. They want to not see Jalen <laughs> between the tackles, and they don't want to see the same play over and over again. Yes. Um, Taven has shown he can throw the ball downfield. Soresby has shown he can throw the ball downfield. Christian Turner can show he can get hard yards. Josh Henderson shows that he can do it all. Three down back. Jalen Lucas is a legitimate All-American. The pieces are there. Yeah. The yep. pieces are absolutely there. You just need a you just need a captain to steer the ship. And you could tell, uh, you and I had said it about Jalen, um, fair or not, um, that also the players looked like they had checked out. I was just getting ready to ask you that question. Do you think the players had just checked out on the system in and general? I, and I, again, props to Tom Allen. Not a lot of props to give after Saturday. 
But he had to recognize that. Like, he, he, he absolutely had to recognize that. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on. We'll do... Um, let's do this. Let's do... Let's revisit our predictions. We'll do the... Talk to people about Monon Track Club. And then we will do... Your Brandos Randos, if you have any. Sure. And uh, and then if we want to, we can tell people about what we know about Rod Carey, what you know about him as an offensive uh, yeah. mind, yeah. and maybe what he will bring to the gotta, to the table. I got so, a few quotes, some by him, some by other people, and I got some stats that I think I think listeners will will be intrigued to hear about. Okay, we're not going to revisit score by score on predictions. We're just going to say that Brandon won again. Let's go. After not winning for a while, he's won again. He updated his last prediction, 1737, final score 1744. So congratulations to you. Um, thank you. I'm thank sure you to all my fans, thank you to my mom, thank you to my wife. <laughs> appreciate everything. I'm sure you didn't me. see it coming that, that abruptly that and that insanely. But, you know, now let's get back to the show. And everybody's favorite part of the podcast, which you haven't done for a little bit, it feels like. Brandos, Randos. Randos. There we go. Um, so, we're two and three on the season. I would think everyone had us at two and three so far. And I get on field play matters. But how can people. I was on message boards, I was on Twitter. How can people still be negative, Michael? The, to, everyone had us at two and three at this mark, and we just fired Wall Bell. How is the fan base still negative? Because Notre Dame beat Duke. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, because their other football team is winning games, and this one's not. Um, I'm trying to think what else there is. I, I'm not sure because. I'm trying to, to, to think of it maybe in like a, a basketball first fan base fan of thinking like, okay, if IU goes into Maryland and gets completely stomped out in basketball, I, and I guess you can't really compare it because it's a kind of like middle of the season or towards the end of the season. I don't know. I don't know. I had us at three and two. You had us at three and two. Seth had us at two and three. It it was a it was literally a stop on the one yard line that's probably keeping us away from being three and two against one of the the three undefeated teams that we played against already yep. this year. Uh, three undefeated guys, fifteen and zero, the combined wins and losses in our three losses are the three losses that we have on the season. Fifteen and zero. Pick your head up, or pull it out of wherever it's at. The children's show. I can't say where it's at. Exactly. There's there are games left, and if we can control the offense, we all know where the problem's at. If the offense can get the reins put around it, there are, I don't know, three and a half winnable games left on the schedule. Purdue looked semi like coherent on I Saturday. Don't know how much of that was Illinois? It was just awful. Yeah, it, it might have been a lot of it. Illinois. It might have been a lot of it. Illinois. Michigan State didn't look. Awful for two and a half quarters. I mean, who knows? Nobody knows anything. But Michigan looked like a doorstep last week against that Maryland team. So, I don't know. I, I, 
I can't answer the question for that. This is why I don't ever get on Twitter or message. Usually even after wins, I don't do it. Twitter, message boards, stuff like that. So I don't have to listen to that crap. I hear you. What else? All righty. So. Positive. Positivity. Let's be nice. We're having a good, this is a good podcast. I I do. So what I also want to remember last year, how much better did the team get when Hiller left? Do you remember? When did he leave? I think it was going into the bye. I guess it was another buy because we had a late season buy last year. Let me look at the, the schedule. It was a late season buy. Indiana football. And do you remember schedule. how the offensive we were we immediately started to move the ball again? Yeah. It's so oh, yeah. quickly how people forget how bad one person can tank your team, your offense, your players. People So Yeah, it looks like it was around about three weeks later than what it is now. And you won at Michigan State the rest of the year. But the rest of that schedule was at Penn Penn State at home, at Ohio State, at Michigan State, Purdue at home. And honestly, we probably should have beat Purdue at home. Would have if that's Or had it been a really close game. Yeah. Yeah. But the offense looked better. The line looked yes. insanely better. And who was that, by the way? Who was that that was coaching the line that got drastically better? It's Rod Carey. It's Rod Carey. He's already done this, guys. He's already stepped in midseason and made a unit better. I don't think that can be downplayed. I don't think that can be downplayed at all. Last thing I, I can't wait to hear from him tomorrow. I really can't. Last last thing I have for a Brando's Randos. When a quarterback is struggling and a game is out of hand, what do you do? I don't know. You to, you, I, you, I would you, say, you, I mean, traditionally, I would say you pull him. Yeah, there you is pull no quarterback him. Yeah. controversy. Can we shut that up, too? Can we just shut that up? We have a re- I'd love to. We have a really good backup quarterback, guys. There's not a quarterback controversy. Caven's our guy. Tom named Taven the quarterback. Get this whole Soresby thing out of your mind. Anyone who says it doesn't know. It happens every week in the NFL. It happens every week in college football. Quarterbacks get benched. Whether the game out of the line or if it's performance-based, those things happen. There is no quarterback. Minshew went in. Now, granted, it was an injury. But Minshew went into Baltimore one game. And then when, when Richardson As was healthy, soon- right back. Yeah. Immediately named starter. Hey, he's off the concussion starter. Like, it, it meant you didn't do anything to not be named starter. You know, do you know what I mean? He played great. So, so I, I, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. Because I was like, oh, look how good Soros be doing. Look at... Guys, we have we have a quarterback. It's Caden Jackson. We have a quarterback for the next yeah. two and two-thirds seasons. Hmm. Off topic, what are you guys going to do in Pittsburgh? I didn't see it, but Ooh, I saw that he super, went off the field super, with a leg injury. Not good. Not good. Already announced on this time. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, anything else? That's all I got. Okay. Do you want to talk to the people about Rod Carey? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I got... Uh, what got his some... deal is real quick? Yeah, so um, this is from him. 
And that's why I think, again, that's why I'm so excited about this. When Walt Bell's offense showed any signs of life, it's when we were going fast. This is his quote when he took over Temple. Or, yeah, took over Temple. I want to be Mac 10. I want to be Mac 10 all the time. Mach, Mach 10, M-A-C-H. I know the, <laughs> um, means he wants to go fast, right? He wants to be quick tempo. And I think got, with guys like Jalen Lucas, with Dequeese Carter, with Cam Camper, you have the ability, with Josh Henderson, all those guys can move. Um, which I love. Here's some other things. 2012, we're going back 11 years. During his first time calling plays, 2012, a Huskies offense averaged 41 points a game, rushed 250 yards. What did all three of us say this team had to be to have success this year? A run team. I don't remember. A run, a run, a run <laughs> first team. You have Josh Henderson, Jalen Lucas, stable of all their really good back. Holloman looks good. Um, this needs to be a run first team, and he's shown the ability to do that. The amount of offense he did in his first year calling plays ever. 486 yards in the game for 15th best. Third in rushing. Third in rushing in the country. It is in the MAC. I get it. It's different. Still, this guy can get yards and he can get the run game going. Two things that I think are vitally, vitally important. Brandon, that was 11 years ago. 11 years ago. Come on, man. All right, let's jump to Temple. 2018. Temple scores 20.9 points a game. Rod Carey becomes a coach. Still struggled. Still went 3-9. and nine, 34.8 points a game. In his first year. Two touchdown difference. 15 point, 14 point difference. This guy can, he's called plays before. He's had a lot of national success. He's had team improvement. He's done this at IU before. Like this, this, this is huge. I'm, I'm very, very happy. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, my thought initially was Anthony Tucker, the co-offensive coordinator. Sure. Um, just because of where he had come from, and he had some head coaching experience as well, I believe. But. You sit back and you think, you're like, he's only been here for six months. Rod Carey's, he's an office, he's, he's been a head coach. He's been to a bowl seven out of the nine years he's been a head coach. Didn't win any of them. <laughs> but he, he's been to those bowls. He's coached NIU, Northern Illinois, powerhouse, right? Yep. To like a really, really good season. I mean, to the Orange Bowl. Mac champions. I mean, he's done it. It's been proven. Whether it's been in the Big Ten, it hasn't. 
I think he made a lateral, if not a lower level move by going to Temple. Maybe the money was a little bit different by doing that, but you're never, it's hard to win there. It's hard to win at Temple. Uh, so don't blame him there. He's got the experience. He's been with the team. It was a no-brainer move. The only other move you could have done was make the head coach the offensive coordinator, but he has zero offense yeah. in, in his background, and he's not going to do it. Yeah. So he, here's I think it's the right thing. move. Here's another thing that, God, it, it, this doesn't matter. It doesn't. It does, I don't think this translates to on-field success at all, but I think this does resonate with Tom Allen. I think this resonates with players. I think it resonates with the university. He wants to be in Bloomington. He played here. Yeah. He took a lower position. He he could go be an offensive coordinator at probably a group of five, definitely mid-major. He could go be an offensive coordinator right now at mid-major. He chose to come back to Bloomington, and he's only been rewarded. This guy isn't failing up, guys. He's succeeding up. Yeah. Yep. He's uh he's something to be excited about for one reason, if not any other reason, is that it's not Walt Bell. And 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 if I hear anybody else say anything about what is Tom Allen doing, you know, what what's wrong with the team, blah blah blah. I think that I think I think it's all been fixed or it's close to being fixed. We'll find out in a couple weeks. Um or uh, actually I'd love I can't wait to hear him tomorrow. Can't wait to hear the press conference tomorrow. That's appointment television for me tomorrow at noon. I think it's noon, noon or 11. I get some like update or something. It tells me that they're getting ready to start, but um, cannot wait. He's going to be probably super dry like he was with the offensive uh, offensive line position, but um, can't wait to hear what he says. If he answers any of the questions, um, just, I, I just, I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm excited again. Uh, to see what uh, see what he can do. So, do you have anything else you want to add to this? I don't. Well, we talked I, a I, lot of the game, a lot of the game on Saturday. Nope. One. There's there's no one about. to even shout out, right? There, there there's no one to talk about, and and two, no one wants to hear it. Like like I hate I hate no listeners and fans dictate what we do on a content wise. No, I we don't want to talk about it. There's nothing to talk about, and no one wants to hear it. So we're going to talk about what people should want to hear about and what we want to talk about. Yeah. I mean, we could, we could shout a couple people. I think Donovan had a really good game. Um, six catches, 79 yards and a touchdown for him. That's good. Uh, Noah Pierre with a big back uh, bounce back game. Andre Carter had a good game. Um, Aaron Casey's always really Aaron Casey's always a slow game for him, two tackles. But again, I don't know. I didn't notice it. He had one TFL again. I think he's leading the country in those, um, or at least the Big Ten. He, uh, I didn't notice it, but they may have taken him off. They should have at some point. You saw what happened when we lost Brock Cam Lowry last year. Yeah, true. Brock Lowry gets his first pass and first completion of the season on Put a it on the terribly run fake punt. Yeah. Um, other than that, man, that's that's about it. I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about. I don't want to talk about Taven's stats. I think, again, it's a product of the offense, not a product of the player. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm done talking on it. Cool. Yeah, no, um, 
storm. Maybe we'll take a bye week. Probably not. Content doesn't sleep. Maybe we'll give out quarter of the season awards or something like that. We'll brainstorm. But bye week. Maybe. Everyone breathe. Look up Rod Carey stats. It's exciting. You got a quarterback. You got running back. Yeah. You got wide receivers. You got Coach Bob running the line. There is a lot to be positive about. At best, we were going to be there three is. and two. We're two and three. We're not off script. The season is not off script. That's right. Who's Michigan got next? Uh, Maryland. No, Minnesota. Ohio State's got Maryland. Ohio State's got Maryland. Yeah. So they're at Minnesota. This this will be an interesting game. Saturday, Saturday night at Minnesota. Michigan not at not Minnesota. only is this the bye week, but but need to win against Rutgers. So Rod gets gets pretty much three weeks of practice before Rutgers. This week, yeah, Michigan week, Rutgers week, three weeks of implementation before a. I'm not gonna say must win game, but about as close it as is. you're gonna get in in, in October. I, if you want to have any sort of fan base with you for the last two home games, it's I think it's a must win. Um, and I, I, I've i been very loud on the record that I don't think that they're as good as their record indicates. Um, I think, again, that's a product of who you've played. Um, Rutgers schedule. I think, what are they, 4-1 and one already? 4-1. and one. I only get, Yeah, I got waxed by Michigan, but that's about it. Waxed by Michigan. They play, They beat a bad Temple, a bad Northwestern, a bad Virginia Tech. And I won't say a bad Northwestern. I don't think North and Wagner. I don't think Northwestern's as bad as they were at the beginning of the season. I think that's just kind of their product of circumstance at that point, and it, they fell into that trap. So uh, we'll see. We'll see, right? So, you know, whatever. Check out our pod. It's on Twitter, Instagram threads, at PodcastLEO. You guys kind of followed us a little bit on Instagram. That was cool. Do some more of that. We'll get there at 100, and then we'll start giving out some free stuff. Um, had six people follow us on threads. I got some weird notification about that, and then it made me log in, and I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so uh, thanks for doing that still. Make sure to follow our new partner, not new partner anymore, Big Banter Sports, at Big Banter Sports, on all of the platforms I named above. Um, we owe the Turtleheads podcast a a care package a gift bag full of indiana goodies um if you guys want to comment something in there like a like a a mailable item that's specific to the state of indiana that would be cool um comment on this post or or wherever you guys want to do that and maybe we'll throw something in there it doesn't need to be anything crazy big but we made a gentleman's bet for that and uh we got to get that to them. So either way, be sure to download, rate, review, follow on all of our platforms and maybe join us this week. I know we got a little special something coming up tomorrow with Seth. Um, and then I we may do something. I Who knows on Wednesday. This is we'll see what happens during the week. I and, guarantee uh, we're going to have until then talk we the will. Oh, yeah. OK, well, then, yeah, we'll probably do something on Wednesday. We'll It'll do something short. there. It'll be something short. Uh, until then. We'll yeah and hopefully brandon will have his computer and his microphone so uh until then we'll talk to you guys later love you guys leo leo there it is oh not here is that